I don't know about you guys. Um, every now and then, you know, there's, there's times in your life when you just kind of feel like you need a reset. And, and maybe that's just me. Um, but every now and then there's just, and I don't mean just because it's a pandemic. I just mean, hey, normal life. You're in the grind. You're going, you're going, you're going, you're going. And every now and then you just kind of need a reset, you know? You tend to reset something that was kind of running normally and then it's kind of been running for too long and it just kind of needs a hard reset like the internet modem. You know, you just kind of need a hard reset when it stops working the way that it's working. Or you remember if you were a video game person growing up, you remember you, the, the, the cartridge and you would take it out and you'd go, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and Nintendo 64, anybody know? Am I that old? Y'all are like just discs. But you, you would take the cartridge out and it had this little microchip and you just blow on it like, <laughs> and you'd stuff it into the Nintendo and you just kind of reset it, hoping Mario would show up on the screen. Sometimes you just need a reset and, and um, that's what I, I want tonight to be because, um, and I don't know where you're at, but um, that's kind of where I'm at tonight is I just kind of need a reset. I've kind of needed one this week, if I'm being perfectly honest. I've needed it way more than this week, but God just kind of hit me this week. I've just kind of needed a reset on my heart in my mind, in my soul, and just in my spirit. Tonight's maybe going to feel a little bit different than a typical message um, that I give, because this isn't going to be typical. I just want to speak to you for a few minutes tonight on something that God's kind of been impressing on my heart. I want to share a scripture with you that God's just kind of been pressing. Something I personally, whether we did this night or not, have been leaning into personally. Something that I've needed my heart and my soul has needed, because I'm being totally and completely honest with you, which is something that we love here at TLR. We talk a lot about vulnerability and the courage to be real. And so I just want to be that for a second, if that's okay. But I've just kind of realized recently, in my, and I don't know why, to be honest. I don't know if it's because life is like parts of life are kind of going back to normal, and then some parts of life aren't kind of going back to normal, and it's just kind of weird in between, and there's still so much unknown into the future. And then you watch the presidential debate last night, and you're like, what is happening in our country? Um, must see TV. Some of y'all, how many of y'all are like, first time ever watched one? Like last night was your first ever presidential debate. Sorry that that was the first one. Um, but so I, I don't know why, but recently what I've noticed in myself is I've I've just been a little bit more restless than usual. Just kind of wondering about the future more than I have in recent memory. Just kind of getting restless with where I am. Kind of getting restless with, with maybe even what my life looks like and wondering, hey, is there something I'm missing? Is there something that, that I need to be stepping into or stepping towards? Like I just, I've, I've just felt this restlessness in my soul. Uh, recently more, for, for whatever reason, I've just kind of felt a little bit of anxiousness. And it's not just because of the, the pandemic. I mean, you know, and, and that's okay if it is, but I've just kind of felt a, a bit of angst, a bit of anxiousness, and I'm not quite sure why or what it's from, but I've just felt a little on edge. Different moments, you know, during the week where I kind of can't sleep because I can't turn my brain off because I'm just a little stressed, you know? Not sure what the future holds, not knowing where our country is going, all sorts of things. Just, just some angst, if I'm being perfectly honest with you. And then, and this one's kind of hard to admit, um, but I've also felt like apathy creep into my heart. And by apathy, I just kind of mean indifference, kind of like a whatever attitude. 
Like I've just felt apathy creep in. And if I'm being honest, I almost just spent the whole night talking about apathy because I think that's one of the things that might be the most toxic thing that could happen to our faith in this season when everything is so different and everything is so disconnected and church isn't meeting like it normally is. It would be so easy for you as a Jesus follower, if you are one, to fall into apathy and just kind of decide, hey, I'm just not gonna care about faith for a little while. I'm just not gonna care about school for a little, like everything's just crazy. So I'm just not gonna care. I'm just gonna be indifferent to this, that, and the other. And so for me, I've just kind of felt all three of those in some combination. And, and God just laid a scripture on my heart this week. And I'll be honest, man, I had one idea of what I was gonna speak on tonight. I was like, yeah, this, this is good. In fact, it wasn't even my idea. It was, Caitlin had this idea. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna speak on that. And I'm gonna write a sermon on that. And then I don't say this very often. Not because I don't think it happens often, but I never like to say things like this flippantly. I don't like when pastors say stuff like this flippantly. But I just really felt like God was leaning this, like pressing this onto my heart and almost telling me, hey, this is what you need to talk about tonight because this is for somebody. Might be a student, might be a leader, it might be a resident, might be one of our volunteers from guest services might be a band member, might be one of the production people here helping us put this on tonight, might be somebody here who's here for the first time, but I just felt God saying, I mean, literally, just a couple mornings ago, hey, this is it right here. I want you to talk about Psalm 37, verses three and four at TLR on the lawn. And it was so fascinating because as I was reading it, I thought, okay, God, are you saying I need this for my heart or I need to share this at TLR? And it was just kind of like both. And I'm not kidding, man. I've just been reciting this over my heart and my mind over and over and over and again this week. And it's kind of filled me up. And it's so simple. And I just wonder if tonight there just might need to be a reset that happens in your heart, your mind, and your soul, whatever it is that you're feeling or going through. And so I just want to read you Psalm 37, three through four, talk about it for just a few minutes. And the band's going to come back up here on this beautiful night and lead us some more and singing. Also, side note, some of you have found them, but there's little lanterns in some of your baskets because it's getting dark. So if you're scared of the dark, use a lantern. Batteries are included. They're not party favors. Please put them back in your baskets after the night is over. Psalm 37, three through four, the simplicity of this is so powerful. He writes, trust in the Lord and do good. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Right there in verse three. Trust in the Lord, do good, dwell in the land. Your translation might say cultivate the land. Trust in the Lord, do good cultivate the land. Trust in the Lord, do good, and cultivate the land. Trust in the Lord. I don't know that there is a more simple reminder that my heart constantly needs than that trust in the Lord. You know what I've found in my heart recently? You know what I started putting my trust in? You know what I started putting my hope in? I don't even realize it. I started putting my hope and my trust in normal coming back. I started putting my trust in normal. I started putting my trust in, okay, I can't wait for this vaccine to come out. And I'm not anti-vaccine. I started putting my trust in, okay, we're going to get the right person in office and everything's going to be okay. Not a political statement. 
But what I found is I was putting my hope in something that could not carry the weight of my hope. That normal is not big enough to put my hope in. Normal isn't big enough to put my faith in whenever it is and whatever normal again looks like one day. And what my heart needed a simple reminder of, and you're probably like, oh, did I show up just to hear this? Yeah, I think you did. Is that, hey, you can trust God. Did you know that professional Christians even forget that they can trust God? That no matter what is going on around us, that nothing is going on in the world that, that has occurred to God. Like none of this is a surprise to God. He's not causing any of it, but for whatever reason, he's allowing it. And I'm convinced he's going to use it. And so I'm just at a place where I'm like, I've just got to trust. I've got to trust God. I've got to put my trust in the Lord. Another one I've kind of been saying over my own life recently is I can trust God with my future. It's so funny how many times I have to say that to really believe it. No, no, like I can, I can really trust God with my future. Like you, you can really, you like really trust God with your future. You can trust that he's going to take you wherever it is that he wants to take you, that he's going to do in you whatever he wants to do in you. The only thing it requires on your end and on my end is trust. And I kind of read the psalm and I'm left thinking, man, if I'm just being honest, this might not sound very spiritual, but I don't really have any other option. At least not a good one. Because every time I put my trust or my hope in something other than God, it disappoints me. I don't really have any other option. And I'm talking about like me. And you don't really have any other option. And you know what I have to tell myself when I get frustrated that, that life or the world isn't as it should be. Do we really want to put our faith in a God that we know better than? I don't. If I know better than God, then he's not big enough for my faith. Like if I know better than God, he's not worth surrendering my life to. If I know better than God, I need a new profession. And if you know better than God, then man, do something else with you Wednesday nights. Do we really want a God that we know better than? The answer is, is no. That's too small of a God. And so in these moments when I'm being reminded, hey, I can, I can trust God with whatever I'm walking through. I can trust God with whatever's happening around me. I really can trust God with my future. What we're saying is, okay, God, I don't fully understand. I may never fully understand. I don't fully know. I can't fully see, but I'm just gonna keep walking in the way that you have for me. I'm just, I'm gonna put my trust in you. I'm gonna put the full weight of who I am in your hands. Again, man, I'm not saying this is profound, but I'll tell you what's been speaking in my heart is, hey, I just need to trust in the Lord. The second part, I love this. Trust in the Lord and do good. I'm literally, I'm, I'm in my living room this morning. Sammy's in a little jumpy. Ding, 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 ding. Like every time she jumps, it makes a farm sound. And I hate it and I love it because it's so cute. But I'm like trying to have a quiet, I'm praying and like ding, 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 ding. You know, and it's just, but I'm literally saying this to my heart this morning, not in preparation for you. But for me, I'm like, all right, trust and do good, Sam. Do good. You're looking around at this world and it's like, man, there's a lot of bad going on. 
And you know what we're really good at, as Christians, we're really good at pointing out, oh man, there's just nothing good going on in the world right now. But what if, what if as Jesus followers, we've got to be the ones to step up and be the good that this world needs? Jesus makes it pretty simple over and over and over again in the New Testament. John 13, 34, 35, 36, he says, hey, listen, love one another. And it is by that love that people will know you are my disciples. That's how they're going to know. Matthew 5, 16, he says, hey, let your light shine. And that, that man and women and people may see your good deeds and what? And glorify your father in heaven. What if all the bad that is going on, us Jesus followers need to step up and do some good. I was literally just thinking, okay, I, I want to do some good. What is some good that I can do? I just want to challenge you. Do good. Let's trust the Lord and let's, let's do good. What does doing good look like for you? I don't know, but I know every opportunity, there's an op there's a, there, every day there's an opportunity to do good. Do good might look like an invitation to a TLR watch party. Doing good might look like sending an encouraging text. Doing good might look like giving to a cause that can help people during a time of need. Doing good might look like calling your mom because she hasn't heard from you in a little while and it really fills her up when she hears from her baby girl or her baby boy. What does doing good look like? Here's what I know for sure is if we have the eyes to look, we're gonna find opportunity to do good, but not just good for goodness sake, but good in the name of Jesus. And I'm telling y'all, you don't need me to tell you this, but the world needs us to, to do some good. And so in the part of me where I, where I feel apathy start creeping in, where like indifference, like I'm just going to skate by, I felt the Lord impressing on my heart. No, 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 no. Don't you dare get apathetic. Don't you dare start to grow indifferent. Don't you dare start to get lazy. No, no, I want you to do good. Convicted me, man. Me and Julie got in a fight just a couple of weeks ago. 100% my fault. Julie's my wife, by the way. She said I wasn't helping enough around the house. She was right. At the time, I wasn't going to admit it because I'm a terrible person. So we got an argument and I started listing all the things that I do before I go to work. So stupid. Wait till y'all get married. Y'all gonna argue about the dumbest things. And if you're a guy, you're gonna be wrong 99.9% .9 of the time. And I just started to get so frustrated with her. And I just said, you know what? I, I, I can't do this right now. Like, I'm so embarrassed to say this. I said, I'm, I'm getting frustrated. I'm going to say something. I just need to go upstairs and, 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 and relax. So I went and took a bath. I'm kidding. Uh, but so it's funny was I, I really try. I have this superpower where I can fall asleep anywhere at any time. And I was trying to stay up so we could talk about it. And I fell asleep. Like I fell asleep and my phone was unplugged. That's how you really know you went out hard. You know what I mean? Like it was in the bed and I woke up at two and I'm like, where is it? You know? So the next morning she comes downstairs and I'm like, hey, can we talk? And, uh, and I said, I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm really sorry about last night. I was a jerk. And um, I really do need to help you more because what you asked for wasn't unreasonable. And it's funny, man, as I was reading this, God was saying, hey, do good, Sam, but it better start at home. I was like, oh, God, okay, geez, conviction much? Do good, but it better start with your wife. 
Oh, cool, you like holding a microphone. Good, good, do good. It better start with your daughters. It better start at home. It better start, that trash better be out Thursday at 8 a.m. Do good, Sam. There better not be any dishes in that sink when Julie wakes up that next morning. Do good. Do good at home. And so I just wonder, what does it look like to do good? Do good doesn't mean big. Do good doesn't mean grand. I love what our senior pastor, Andy Stanley, says. Do for one what you wish you could do for everyone. Sometimes doing good just means I'm going to do it for you. What does it look like in the season if you're feeling apathetic or maybe even indifferent towards your faith? What does it look like to do good? Trust in the Lord. Anxious? Okay, trust in the Lord. Sam, are anxious? Trust in the Lord. Apathetic? Sam, are do good. And then dwell in the land. It's a weird one. Dwell in the land. Cultivate the land. What does that mean? A little bit of context is helpful. During the writing of the psalm, Israel was um, living in the promised land that God gave them. But what Israel was so good at doing was constantly looking past what God had given them to something else that they wanted. They were so good at looking, thinking that it's always greener on the other side. And so what this psalmist is saying is, hey, listen, God's given you this promised land, so you need to live in this land. You need to cultivate this land. You need to be in this land and stop looking for something greener on the other side. In other words, be faithful where God has you for as long as he has you. I'm gonna preach on that in just a few weeks in this new series that we're kicking off next week. I'll talk about that later. But be faithful where God has you. Cultivate the land. And for me, as I think of this this restlessness. Okay, what's next in life? Like what's coming up after COVID? What's next for the church? I just felt God impressing on my heart. Hey, will you stop overlooking this season because you're so concerned about what's next? We're so good at doing that. We're so good at overlooking what God might have for us now because we're so focused on what might be coming later on down the road. And so what I felt like God instilling and impressing on my heart is, hey, what are you cultivating in your life right now, Sam? Like, what are you cultivating in your life right now? Don't think about next year. Don't start wondering about what TLR is going to look like next year. Don't start looking like what your future is going to look like in the next five years. No, no, no. I've got you where I've got you right now for a purpose, for a reason. So what are you cultivating right now? Stop overlooking what I got for you right now because you're so concerned about what I got for you down the road. Don't want to ask you, like, what does it look like to cultivate and be where you are right now and stop wishing you were somewhere else? Stop wishing your circumstances were different because here's what I know for sure is that wherever you are, God has something for you there if you're looking. Like, What are you cultivating in your mind? What are you cultivating in your heart? What are you cultivating in your soul? What habits are you cultivating now that you need to carry over later? Or what habits are you cultivating now that you are gonna regret cultivating whenever life goes back to some semblance of normal? What are you cultivating in your life? Um, my big quarantine project, my team's gonna be so, like, not annoyed, but laugh that I keep bringing this up. My big quarantine project was we resodded my front yard. Y'all, I've never been more proud of anything in my, well, top five most proud things I've ever done in my life. I'm a big yard junkie, massive. I mean, I got a schedule of fertilization and this. I mean, I love it. I, I, I love my lawn big time. Like it might be an idol in my life. I'm kidding. Uh, but my front yard, when we bought the house, we knew it needed work. I mean, it was weeds. It was a bed of weeds. I'm not kidding. And so we cut down a couple of trees. I killed all the weeds. And y'all, I'm not kidding. When I probably spent 
150 hours getting my front yard ready before the side went out. In fact, there are some of you on the lawn tonight that came and helped me dig up some mulch. Uh, my sister, I don't know if she's here, Christina, she was the goat helping me with so much. But I spent hours and hours and hours and hours getting the, the, the land ready. And then we spent four hours putting the sod down. But had I not done the hard work to get the ground ready, there wouldn't have been anything that would have been able to live on that land very well. The sod would not have taken very well. So I just can't help but wonder, what are you cultivating in your heart right now, in your life right now, that's going to set the stage for God to do whatever it is that he wants to do in you and through you? It starts right now. Again, I'm just talking to myself and I'm just going to hope it's landing somewhere. But God was just impressing on my heart. Hey, be where you are, Sam. Cultivate where you are, Sam. Be faithful where you are. And don't you dare miss what I've got for you now because you've got your eyes fixed on something else. Cultivate the land. Trust in the Lord. Do good. Cultivate the land. I wrote this down here in my notes. In this season, I want you to give yourself grace, but don't, give your, don't make excuses. Give yourself grace, man. You're not supposed to get it right all the time and, and you're gonna, you know, struggle, whatever, get it, get it right all the time, feel like your life's out of rhythm. Give yourself grace, but let's not make excuses. Let's cultivate the land. And then we'll end on this and I'm gonna invite the band back up. Trust in the Lord and do good. Cultivate the land. Man, you might need to make that like a lock screen on your phone. I probably should do that. Trust in the Lord, do good, cultivate the land. And then verse four, take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Take delight in the Lord. Translation, find joy in your relationship with God. Man, it's so easy, man. God is like this, I don't know, this being out in the middle of nowhere universe. But did you know that your heavenly father more than anything just seeks to have a relationship with you? I'm saying like, this isn't about a religion. It's about a relationship. My favorite thing every single day is going home because I know that the second I walk through that door, no, actually before that, when I open the garage, Harper knows daddy's home. And before I even open the garage, she's got like, she, she, or when I, right when I open the garage, she's like, comes to the front window and has got her nose and face like pressed up against the window. Like, oh my gosh, dad's home. And then when I go into the garage, she runs around to the garage door and she's right up on it. And she does not yet understand that I can't open it if you're there. But, but I open it and she just comes running to me, daddy, daddy, daddy. And I'll pick her up and I'll give her a hug. And she's just so happy that I'm home. And I can't wait to get home to her. And she's like, daddy, we go play. I said, absolutely. We will go play. You want to do a tea party with Elsa? You know? Samantha, our youngest daughter, she's finally getting to the point to where she like likes me. And by that, I mean like, you know, you have a kid one day um, and you're the dad. If, if you don't feed the kid, they don't really like you for the first few months. <laughs> so you've got nothing for me, okay? But she's six months old now, and now she's getting to the point where she sees me, and she, she, she starts to smile when she sees me. I go get her in the morning when she wakes up, 
and, and the first thing she does when she sees me come get her out of the crib is this huge smile. You want joy? Go get a baby out of the crib in the morning. Um, she just smiles because she's so excited to, to see me. And, and I know I talk about my kids a lot. It's just the season of life that I'm in. But, but I'm reminded and I want to remind you that that's how God sees us. Like God is just, and I don't even want to say God, I want to be more personal. Your heavenly father just loves to spend time with you. Like your heavenly father genuinely enjoys spending time with you. That he delights, he finds joy in a relationship with you. Like he just wants to be with you. And you know what I don't do when I get home with Harper, man, I don't care I mean, I want to know how her day was, but I'm not like, hey, Julie, did she have a good day? Did she obey you? Did she have to go in timeout? We don't really do timeout. Um, but um, like, like I, no, 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 more than anything, I'm just so excited that she's home or that I'm home and that I get to be with her. And the same is true for our heavenly father. He just likes to spend time with you. And that last part, it says, and as you delight in him, he'll give you the desires of your heart. It doesn't mean God's going to write a blank check and you start to spend time with him and he's going to give you whatever he wants. No, no, no. The more we delight and find joy in our relationship with our heavenly father, here's what starts to happen. Our desires become more in line with his desires for us. And so in that way, he gives us the desires of our life. So we're going to sing for a few minutes, if that's okay. And I don't know where that hits you. I really, I really don't, but I just want to tell you, whatever you're feeling, whatever you're walking through, whatever anxiety you might be feeling, you can trust in the Lord. Whatever apathy is creeping in, I just want to challenge you, man. Let's just go do good. If you're feeling any restlessness, I just want to encourage you, cultivate the land. Be faithful where you are. Invest your time wisely. And don't miss what God has for you now because you're so focused on what you hope is next. I'm gonna pray for us and then you can use these next few moments to just kind of do whatever it is that you need to do. Heavenly Father, um, I don't know, man. Maybe tonight was just for me. I needed that, God. I, I, I needed that. I need Psalm 37 in my heart. I need Psalm 37 in my mind. I just pray, Lord, that we would grow to trust you more. It's so simple, but it's so profound and it's so real and it's so necessary. I pray that we would just trust you more. Father, I pray you would give us the eyes to see the good that we can do. Father, I pray you would um, give us the wisdom, the perseverance and the patience to cultivate the land that we're in, to be faithful with where we are, to be faithful where you have us and not overlook what we've got right in front of us because we're already looking too far down the road. Father, may Psalm 37 be a heartbeat for us. May it be the reset that we need. We love you. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.